0: Once again, Robert Nauer, unfiltered. Today is Thanksgiving Day 2022. And today, my short little talk is going to be about being grateful for what you have and for what I have. I told my wife today when we sat down for Thanksgiving dinner, just us two. I was so grateful for her for the 42 plus years that she spent with me being a wonderful wife, caring, loving, being there when I ended up in the hospital so many times, for doing so many stupid things that husbands do, for making so many stupid mistakes in life that have cost us, and yet she has always stood by me. So her name is Linnea, and I love her more than I can have her admit because she is the most wonderful human being, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the dogs that I have. They're wonderful little creatures that make me laugh, make me cry, make me just happy. I'm grateful for my life and for the jobs that I've had. I'm grateful for the education that I was able to achieve on my own. Why do I say that? I say that because my parents didn't put me through college. They refused to. They demanded that I go, but they weren't willing to pay. So I had to get out and work 30 to 40 hours a week for three solid years. I had worked since I was 16, but I worked. And when I finally got accepted to the University of Central Florida, I completed it in three years instead of four while working 30 to 40 hours a week for the Navy as a retail assistant and i earned enough money to put myself through school later on i joined the navy became an officer went to officer candidate school i'm grateful that the navy saw fit to accept me into the navy as a navy supply corps officer i worked hard to get there nothing was ever easy seems like kids today think that everything should be given to them on a silver platter. It was never given to me at all. There was no silver platter ever for this Florida boy. I earned everything I ever got. If my mother said, you want a pair of shoes? Go out and earn them. You want a shirt? Go out and earn them. I'm giving you one shirt, one pair of pants, and one set of shoes. Anything other than that? Go out and earn it yourself. I did. So that's how I made it through life, working my ass off. And yet I was grateful. Now, I might say that I wasn't grateful for my parents. I am grateful. I'm grateful they had me. I'm grateful that they fucked. I'm grateful that I came from an embryo and grew up and was born. And I'm grateful that they put a roof over my head and they nurtured me as best they could. But my mother and father were never really good to me. My grandfather was. My grandfather, I I loved him to death. He was a true grandfather, doted over me. Um, But the people who really raised me, I don't want to make this point. I recently wrote a book, which is out on Amazon. It's called Grace, an Autobiography of a White Child Raised in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in Florida. And I wrote that book, Grace, uh, because I wanted to pay tribute to the three people in my life growing up as a child in Orlando, Florida, that raised me, loved me, Taught me and mentored me as I went to elementary school, later middle school and then high school, so my nanny, Susie, my our maid Annie Lee, and Tom Tomlinson, my dad's foreman, they were the black Americans that raised me in Orlando, Florida, basically gave me all my values, taught me the difference between right and wrong. <sighs> They were treated so poorly by so many white people in Florida, in Orlando. They were treated so poorly by city officials. Get to the back of the bus. I often wonder when I look back how they survived. But they did. And they did it with grace. Boy, perfect title for the book, huh? So that's why I called it Grace, an Autobiography of a White Child Raised in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, because it was apropos for what they did. They made me the young man that I became. They made me the naval officer, not my mother and father, who were white, but Annie Lee, Susie Jones, and Tom Tomlinson, of Orlando, Florida. They are the black people that made me the human being that became successful. And so I became a naval officer. I spent 10 years in, and the reason I didn't make it a career was because I ended up marrying an enlisted girl. And that became a real no no. So ultimately, I saw the writing on the wall and I had to get out. So I did, I resigned. I got out and I went into civil service with the skills that the Navy had taught me, government contracting, and I became one of the highest level contracting officers in the government, and I became one of the best contracting officers in the entire federal government. I worked on everything from the Joint Strike Fighter program to cadaver support to uh, army tanks to jet aircraft en- engine builds, to ship ship repair, hey, you name it, I probably did it. That's my dog barking, one of the wonderful dogs that I have, so we will try to get over this. I just hate it when you have to get a dog to shut up, but I love him, but he's been a very good dog, and he is my little buddy. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm grateful for Buddy. I'm grateful for my other dog, which is Holly. I'm just grateful for so many things. But being in the Navy gave me the life skills that I needed to be better in business. So as I went through and became a government contracting officer, I started at the bottom and worked my way up. Nothing was ever given to me. Whether I was a child, whether I was in middle school, high school, or college, nothing was ever given to me. I had to earn every single thing I ever got. I had to work my ass off. I worked my fingers to the bone just to make enough money to get me through college. And then when I finally did and I graduated, and I graduated during a recession, one of the greatest recessions we've had in quite a time, 1974 major recession. Very few jobs to be had. I was able to get a merchandise manager trainee job with the Navy Resale Systems Office. I did that for a year until I met a Supply Corps officer named Ted Brooks. Wonderful guy. He was stationed at NAS Jacksonville at the time. Married one of the girls that worked in the store, Rita. And Ted said, why don't you become a Navy exchange officer? Why don't you do what I do? And so that's exactly what I did. So I joined the Navy, went through OCS, almost got kicked out of OCS. I had kind of a mouth on me, um, but I made it through. Got assigned to my aircraft carrier. Was one of the youngest people ever to be assigned as a sales officer on the USS John F. Kennedy. In fact, I was the first ensign in the Navy to ever be assigned to the sales officer position. I made more stock turn than any other sales officer in the fleet had ever done, and and I learned a lot. I also became a dispersing officer first, though, and from there, I went back into a government contracting job on a different base, and, and then from there, I became a supply officer and a Navy comptroller learned a lot. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about accounting. I learned learned a lot about contracting. And for all of that, I am grateful for all of the knowledge and skills that I was able to obtain as I worked my way through life. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I met my wife in the Navy and I've been married for 42 plus years. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I was able to find such a wonderful partner in life. Um, I finally, at the peak of my government career, when I was just about ready to retire, I learned some more life lessons that taught me not to trust everybody. I learned that federal prosecutors cannot be trusted. I learned that law enforcement cannot be trusted. Law enforcement will lie through their teeth. So I have a blog, I have a podcast and a blog out there. uh, And I hope someday you people will listen to it. It may save your life, save you thousands of dollars. But I, I ended up in a situation where at the pinnacle of my career in the government that Because I tried to do something right to protect my own government. I, you know, the old see it, say it bullshit. I did that. I saw it and I reported it. And it got me in trouble because they tried to point fingers at me. And if you listen to my podcast about it, um, My most recent podcast, I believe it was uh, season three, episode seven. Uh, You'll learn a lot from that. But I'm still grateful. Why? Instead of being angry at the world, angry that I had to pay $6,000 out of my pocket for some goddamn law enforcement officer, some fucking federal agent that um, lied under oath and caused me to have to plead guilty to and get a fine of $1,200, I'm still grateful for that. And the reason I am grateful is because it taught me a very important life's lesson. And I want you to listen to this and that very important life lesson that every child, every young adult, Every adult needs to understand is keep your fucking mouth shut and never answer law enforcement's questions until, and the key word is until or unless, you have an attorney present in your presence to answer for you. Keep your fucking mouth shut and hire an attorney on retainer and let them do the talking I wish I'd have known that lesson, but I'm grateful that I have learned that lesson, unfortunately, so late in life. So I'm very grateful that I have been able to learn both the harshest of lessons of life as well as normal everyday good lessons of life, how to be successful. After all of that and having a distaste for law enforcement and government in my mouth. I left government, retired, got a $25,000 bonus too. And when I retired, I used that $25,000 bonus to start my own DC consulting firm. And the first year I grew my DC consulting firm by 200%, the next year by 400% and so forth and so on. I kept growing my firm and its revenue and every year, I was making about well over 130000 hundred and thirty thousand, hundred fifty thousand $150,000 into my pocket and more. Eventually, I closed up my firm, sold it, and I retired to Florida to do what I thought would be fishing and writing novels. And pretty much, that's what I've been doing. So I've been very grateful that the government, the federal government, and the Navy, and college, And the hard, hard, harsh facts of life growing up in Florida taught me how to be successful, how to work my fingers to the bone, how to never give up, how to never say no, how to never, never turn the cheek. I fought for everything I got, and I am as successful as I think I can be. Maybe I could have been a little bit more successful if I'd have invested a little bit more, especially when the internet first started. But I've been very, very fortunate, and I am very grateful for that. I'm also grateful for some of the best friends I've ever had in life, which were my Navy friends. A guy by the name of Bud Toma, who lives in Virginia Beach, one of my best Navy friends. Lifelong friend. You get some of the best military friends people will become your lifelong friends i can't personally say that any of the people i grew up up with in florida went to school with are considered to be my best friends my best friends are the people that were with me slept with me worked with me took shit's with me ate food with me every single fucking day when I was in the military and that would be Bud Toma, and a dentist friend of mine by the name of Roger Runbacon who is now deceased of cancer sadly some of the greatest people and then there was John Cantley and a bunch of others but on my one hand I can count the best friends I have in life and they all came from the Navy and then there was Robert Kruglich. Robert Kruglich was a record r- distributor And his father was a record producer and distributor. Uh, Great guy. Loved him to death. He was mob-connected to some degree. Wonderful guy. Uh, Did some bad things, but he was a friend. He was truly one of the best friends I ever had, both when I was in the Navy and when I was civil service in Norfolk, Virginia. He kept me. And the reason I say he was my best friend and I am so grateful for him and his wife, too, uh, Brenda Krugelik, now Brenda-ish. Because Robert, I came to him, I wanted to have, the, I got into a situation where uh, a scam artist, a Jewish scam artist, scanned me out of $30,000, if not more. And I, I wanted to have a contract Put out on him to kill him and his girlfriend. I was so enraged and so incensed. I truly wanted his mob connections to connect with me, and to do that. And um, Robert sat me down on the back seat of his Broad Bay estate that he owned in uh, Virginia Beach, and he said to me, "Bob, I love you dearly," but he said if I want you to think on this before I do it, I want you to think seriously because it will impact your life. You're, they will own you for the rest of your life. You may still even end up in prison. I can't guarantee it. But if I, he says, if you want me to put a hit contract out on this couple, I will do it. So think seriously, do you really want me to do that Do you want to ruin your life? Do you want to ruin your wife's life? It's not something that's going to be good for you. He said, think about it over the weekend and come back and see me Monday afternoon when I'm at home and let me know what you decide. He goes, if you decide that you want to go ahead with it, I will put you in connection with my friends and they will carry out a contract for you. But he says I highly advise against it. So I thought it over for the weekend, and I, the more I thought about it, and I, it was very stressful. I finally decided, Robert's right. This is not the right thing to do. So I decided not to have the couple killed. I decided that that would ruin my life if I did. It was the best advice my friend ever gave me, and he was my friend because he kept me from doing something really horrendous. And I will to my dying grave thank Robert Kruglich for pushing me in the right direction and giving me some guidance because I was so angry. And I almost made a horrible decision in life had it not been for a true friend that I'm grateful for. Um, I didn't mention my retail store manager that when I was in high school, and junior high school, working my way up in, at the Navy Exchange, Lauren Fogelson of Orlando, Florida. Lauren Fogelson, and uh, he just was such a mentor to me. He is also one of the few white men that really enabled me and showed me the guidance that I needed as a young teenager. Um, So other than that and retiring and getting out and starting my own consulting firm and becoming successful and, and successfully retiring and having sufficient money to last me the rest of my life enabled me to fish and to do what I want to. I am very grateful this Thanksgiving of 2022. I'm so thankful for what I have. And each and every one of you out there that are parents or not parents, you need to be thankful for what you have. My next door neighbor down the street, he just found out he had cancer and he may die. I know he's very sad. So I'm thankful. And consequently, you should be too. And with that, happy Thanksgiving. Bob Nauer, unfiltered, out.